0: Christopher Chen. Welcome. You, you grew up in the Cleveland area. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, and your family is of Chinese descent, correct? Yep. Yep. How was that growing up, you know, as an Asian young man
1: in Ohio? You know what? To be really honest, it was a little tough. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I got to Cleveland, the eastern suburbs, Cleveland Heights, Ohio, uh, when I was about 14, 15, because my parents had already been divorced. And my mom, we lived with her in the Silicon Valley so I uh, have part of my roots I, I, I kind of all over the country I I was born in Illinois but less than a year old my m- mom and dad moved to Kentucky okay and my brother and sister were born there so I had a little taste of that up until the beginning of elementary school then from um, like second grade till like 10th grade I got to spend in Northern California so people would so some people would say you're actually from Northern California, right? It's like, no, well, I was also in Kentucky. So anyway, why I tell people I'm from Cleveland Heights, because it did shape me and it did, that's where I decided to become an actor. And um, one of the reasons I decided to become an actor or focus on performing was because I needed to, I needed something to save me. So it's, that was basically my saving grace because in Cleveland, there's not a lot of Asians, okay? Yeah. And I did experience the most racism while in Cleveland because uh, one from the well-meaning Caucasian people who who th- would – when I started school there, they would say, where are you from? Really slowly and do you speak English? And I'd be like, I'm from California. Yes, I freaking speak English. What, what's, <laughs> what, what are these questions? And then the African-American – uh, kids I ran into, especially the really young ones, because maybe because they didn't hadn't seen any Asians, they would like full on make fun of me like in the mall. So I'm like, what what is what the heck is this? So that was troublesome. And then I didn't I lost my tribe. I picked a new one. And the new one I picked, they're amazing, were my Jewish American friends, you know. You know, my What do you be- mean you lost your tribe? My meaning my uh, in Northern California There were a lot of Chinese-American, Asian-American kids. They were smart kids. Um, And then um, then when I got to Cleveland, there's no Asians. Like, who are you going to go to? And no offense gets the wasps, but I found them so boring. So I'm like, pick one. Pick one. You got this. Wasps, uh, burnouts, but you're in the, 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 the academic track. So I picked the Jewish kids in. I never look back. Yeah. And so in Cleveland, there's no slam against Cleveland because Cleveland is a really diverse, if kind of segregated um, town. It's divided by a river, the Cuyahoga River, that Randy Newman famously made a song out of, I think, in the 70s when it caught on fire, a river caught on fire. It's a rust belt town, sort of like uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, it's kind of twin and they're close to each other, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And it's very sports-minded, and I'm not into sports, but yeah. um, it's got um, a great arts scene, like for theater and classical music, and uh, has an opera, it has a ballet, or it did have a ballet. And um, when I started my training um, in all that, in the performing arts, that was a great place to be. Who are your influences as a performer? Performers, I always gra- gravitated towards character actors. It's funny, when I was little... Like watching like TV movies or things. I liked James Cromwell before he became famous on um, like Babe, the movie about the little pig. That'll do big. That'll do. And then L.A. Confidential. He was great as the corrupt police chief. James Cromwell, you know, tall, lanky character guy. And then Cloris Leachman. I just thought she was the best actress ever. And this is when she was like, I don't know, I I watched her on um, – Of course, Mary Tyler Moore as Phyllis, but she did this TV movie where she played this Appalachian like grandmother or mother, just like with you know with missing teeth and and I think it's was it with Jodie Foster? We can look it up sometime. Called a Girl Named Sooner, Mm -hmm. and she was rough, and I'm like. She can do anything. I love this lady. So it was like watching the, the character types and the character actors even before they became famous. Right. You know, I was like, I know who, who, who they are and I love their work. So. Well, Cloris Leachman, I mean, for
0: me, is in the funniest movie that's ever been made, which is Young Frankenstein.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> and she's so good in that movie. She's so good that if I, if I saw that as a kid, I saw it later, I probably wouldn't have recognized her. Right. And my my mind went and blown, blown as it was. It's was like, oh, that was that actress from Mary Tyler Moore and the and the Appalachian Woman and now, now she's just she can play anything. And she also plays
0: uh the grandma on uh Raising Hope, which is yes. a great network comedy. I love her and Martha was, Plimpton. And yes,
1: that was great. Lucas
0: Neff and Yeah.
1: It was funny to see people who were uh granddads or who were because she was the great-grandma on that, wasn't she? Because Martha Plimpton and... Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm like, why are the grandparents so young? <laughs> <laughs> and then that other character actor who... Ger- Garrett Dillahunt, is that his name? Garrett Dillahunt is... That guy's one of the goats, man. Oh, you he's...
0: Know? He, he, he's so good as a bad guy on Deadwood. Yeah. And yet so great as just a
1: rubbery-faced... He does comedy, and then he looks like a leading man. He's like handsome, like I'm the leading man. It's like, no, but I'll do all the character roles. Well, actually, I should hate him because you're that good looking and you're stealing all the best character roles, like all the villains plus the – oh, he's so good at comedy, isn't he? Garrett Dillahunt, I think, is the only guy on the show
0: Deadwood that was a character and then came back later as a different character that wasn't related to that
1: character. Oh, that's right. And remember when he was the bad guy in that Looper movie with Bruce Willis? Yes, And, yeah, it's like, yeah, he – I love actors like that who can do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another actor that I got to work with named Tim Bagley. You'll know Tim Bagley from Will and Grace because there was one other gay male couple from both of – iterations of that show and he's he does comedy and drama like equally right and he's like who's tim bagley and uh i took i got to work on grace and frankie with him and of course i got i was lucky and i got to do a scene with martin sheen and um um um, sam waterston but then he was in our scene too he was a big part of that and my character had like kind of a written rivalry with him and when i took my picture of course you know with Sam Waterston, Martin Sheen's like, I want you in this picture. She's like, but I'm like, yes, yes, I want you. I want you, Tim Bagley. <laughs> Tim Bagley always plays
0: just such a, uh, you you watch me like, I don't know if this character is an insane person. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: He has an edge. Because yeah. he's actually in the pilot episode, the very first episode of that interesting sci-fi um, procedural mm-hmm. on NBC called Grimm. Um, shout out to my friend, uh, Reggie Lee, who played Sergeant Wu on that series, but it, it was a weird show for NBC to have cause you'd think it'd be on the sci-fi channel because it, uh, was full on a procedural, right? Mm-hmm. The, the format, but then it had monsters in it. <laughs> so, you know, the first
0: commercial I ever shot in Los Angeles, um, it was like this uh, Time Warner Roadrunner commercial. Mm-hmm. And one of the other guys in the commercial was, um,
1: God, what's his name? Dave. Uh, I got to look him up. Yeah, so Tim Bagley played the villain in the, in the pilot episode, which was a takeoff on the R- Little Red Riding Hood story. Yeah. So he, he played it full on like he would have been like the unsub on on Criminal Minds. Right.
0: Or, you know. Okay, Dave Gentoli. He's yeah. the lead on Grimm. So the first commercial I ever shot, this is before him being on, on Grimm or most other stuff. He was on this commercial. We were both in the same commercial together, just like... As guys who ha- who were named characters but didn't have a line in the commercial, right? Yeah, yeah he was a nice guy. I think he's from Missouri, and he—I don't know if you know this—he came up actually on the show Road Rules. That's how he got into. Oh. uh That's how he got into entertainment at first. Uh, what what we knew him as is Dave from Road Rules. Yeah, oh, and then uh, you know, for him to go on and be a lead
1: on Grimm is, oh, is pretty he, cool. He anchored that, and I I don't think he was a Sears regular before that. But no, he, he was, was not. He was such a natural. He he is a natural. Because he just he he makes it look so easy, and um, I'm sure he's had training since Road Rules. But he, absolutely, yeah. But he just made it look so cool, and he you has a, those great, accessible, good looks for like the every man meets
0: very handsome guy. Yeah,
1: but yeah, he that's a, what what a cool backstory. I didn't mm-hmm. know that about him.
0: <laughs> and Tim Bagley. So I had uh, I don't know if you ever saw the show Teachers. Um, yes he played the principal on that show that's right He was really good we had uh katie o'brien who was one of the teachers from teachers and one of the creators of the show yeah that, that um,
1: fun backstory about that all four of those girls are named kate or katie or yeah katherine right yeah.
0: and and they're they were in an improv group called the katie Dids. yeah that's so clever you guys clever. you know go back and listen to the katie o'brien episode which was very very interesting and i'm a big fan of that show too uh very good for comedy and yeah, it's not on anymore so we can't be on it but You know, hopefully one of the Katies will create another show that we can be on. Cool. But Tim Bagley, yeah, he was the principal on that, if you guys are trying to picture who Tim Bagley is. Christopher Chen, is there something people don't know about
1: you that that you uh, wish they did know or that you want them to know? Well, I touched on this a little bit at the beginning because it feels like a whole different career that I have now. Because people, you know, are (laughs) – funny enough starting to recognize me like the other day I got I had to print out some sides for another audition at um, FedEx office and the guy who worked there who'd seen me before waited for me because this other uh, worker there was was helping me and he waited just to tell me he saw me on um, it's Always sunny in Philadelphia, and then I got recognized the week before by the president of my homeowners association where I lived. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And okay, it's not that I'm so brilliant at what I'm doing, you know. I'm no Brent Pope, but oh, get out of here! <laughs> it's because they love the shows, and then to see a real person, right, playing kind of a real person on the show, they're fascinated. So anyway, to get to answer your question, a long time ago, my I had a whole separate career from age like 20 till 30. Um, um, it may sound like I'm 80 years old, but anyway, feels You're like a long 75. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did the whole song and dance sequence, um, you know, singing on uh, on a cruise ship or in a theme park when people come in and they they're they're tired and they're hot, so they want some air conditioning. So come in and hear some really bad Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston medleys, and I will sing that for you.
0: <laughs> I haven't done Whitney
1: Houston, but I did do Michael Jackson. People are like, what the heck is that Asian man doing, singing that? But I was cute and thin and had big moose hair. And, you know, like I said, sequins, sequins, sequins. You find sequins in strange places, let me tell you, after wearing them daily, six shows a day, six days a week. But I did that. So I want people to know that I can, I used to sing and dance. Um, and then, um, uh, oh, and dancing led to like when it wasn't supposed to, when I was already kind of retired from it, for a great Geico spot that I think... Did you, did you know Oh, man.
0: That? Your Geico spot was great, dude. I think Thank people you. I think people might recognize you from that more than some other things because that commercial plays all
1: the time yeah. on multiple networks and, you know. Yeah. Last year, I was lucky. Uh, it came out um, and it, it had actually ran two different cycles mm-hmm. with just two months apart. And in it, I, I'm the hero guy and I'm a bowler in a bowling alley with a red and black bowling shirt. And I'm talking about how you know, Geico saves you money. And it was part of a campaign called Win Win. So then all of a sudden, I I, I, I bowl this strike, and but this, it, it, my ball happens magically to make strikes in all the lanes, so with one ball. And people <laughs> are like, ooh, impressive bowling. And I go, but that's not the only reason why Geico's great. And then I, all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, this gorgeous um, tango dancer comes out, and I just you know, just casually just grab her hand, and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of a, of a ballroom dancing competition with, you know, wearing the same bowling shirt and bowling shoes, right? but with this competition-like number on my back, and I'm doing a lift with her. I throw up in the air. I spin and catch her and then catch a trophy, and I'm like, Geico, it's a win-win, and um, people love that spot. I th- thought it was really cool and smooth the way they did it. I shot it all day. It was um um it, but it, it you're right it ran everywhere and and, and 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 it was a great not only to be part of the Geico legacy but it was kind of all about me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know it's like yeah because I'm I, I bull and then I all of a sudden am a ballroom dancer. And uh um so that for the audition and the callbacks, I did tap into my musical theater roots because they didn't get former dancers who now don't look like dancers. I don't look like a dancer anymore. You know, you were talking about dad gut. My dad gut gets me so much work. (laughs) And um, so the premise was that I don't look like a dancer or the character wasn't supposed to look like one. On the um, original storyboard thing we got at the initial audition, the guy they used to kind of model it looked like your your high school or junior high school principal. So they wanted just some regular middle-aged looking guy. At the callback... I was the only East Asian um, actor called back for it. But they had tons of Caucasian um, uh, character actors. Tall, skinny, portly, um, every size, you know, type. And what I think helped me was was like, okay, I can't be cutesy and and, and joke up the dancing like some of the guys were because that's what they're good at. I'm like, I'm going to make this look as good as possible. Ivan did – uh, for any kids who've taken ballet out there, when you take a ballet, you have to do this thing called port de bras, like over and over again, do the hand positions, right? Your arm positions—they have to be—they're very strict about that. When you raise your hands, you know, when you do the the ballet ballet dancer hands above, and your thumb has to be here, your finger has to be like that, and then I use that, and you, you could also call it ballroom hands. When I did this end pose, it's like I'm not going to be cutesy about it. I'm going to make it look like I know, like look like I'm a real dancer. Dance wise, even though I don't look like one, and I think that's helped that helped me book it. Also, um, I I did get my opportunity to be funny too, and you see more of it. When YouTube used to have it on their channel, the Geico channel, but I think they took it off for a while to make room for other uh, commercials, the Geico channel. But they, when they had it on, they had a you know subscribe here that I taped separately, and that's where you got to see some of the comedy I did um, that got got me the that role. But yeah, my long story short. Um, people knew I could sing and dance, even though I don't look like I would, but I did get to use it. And it's, it's funny that way. It's because I don't look like I would be able to, but I still, I still got it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Dancing-wise, I
0: yeah. never had it.
1: So, I mean, good for you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm no Brent Pope. Get out of here, Christopher Chen. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I can
1: sing, too. We people b- go, people go, you can sing? It's like, that's... You that's, can sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you can sing, though. Yeah. I, we can both sing. Yeah. 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 You're a baritone. I'm a tenor. Yeah.
0: Uh, you guys need a two-part harmony, uh, uh, two Asian guys, two-part harmony group? That's mm-hmm. us. Yeah, that's
1: us. And if you want someone who looks like dads, then even better. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, 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 oh